All right, all or y'all. I don't say y'all. I'm from the Northeast. <laughs> happy Tuesday. Happy episode seven, episode siete. Uh, hey, I'm joining you all today. I've been talking these last few segments about just kind of some of my backstory, kind of who I am and why I'm here and details that are just relevant to the development of my podcast. But today I kind of want to talk a little more in the presence or start to get there anyway. I want to make sure that for people who don't really know me, there are the three pillars of what you should understand before going into my podcast. Uh, and not even just my podcast, I, I may not have really mentioned it much on here, but a large part of where I've started from is from blogging. Uh, you can follow me through uh, WordPress if you just search Breast Cancer Feminist. Breast Cancer Feminist is my original home, and that will still continue to be my home at least for some time. So I just want to make sure that I get a little bit personal today so that way moving forward this can kind of just be the benchmark for kind of understanding who I am and where I've come from and why I am so dedicated to this podcast project. So without further ado, uh, I guess the first pinnacle is just kind of what happened. So I have been blogging and I will be podcasting at least for this, you know, upcoming future about breast cancer. And one of the obvious questions may be, do you have breast cancer? And my answer is no, I, I don't have breast cancer, but my mom did. So growing up uh, when I was about one years old, fresh from the womb or whatever, uh, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so I grew up my whole life with my mom in some capacity having a form of breast cancer. She was you know, she had periods of remission, but they never really seemed to stay for much longer than, you know, she had one period of remission from, what was it, probably about 1998 to 2001, like to like the beginning of 2001. And that was probably the longest bout of remission that she had uh, while I was alive, while she was alive. Uh, my mom ultimately her cancer progressed to metastatic breast cancer. For those of you who don't really know what that is, metastatic just basically means when your can when a when a certain cancer has progressed beyond just I guess the original point of origin and is in other organs in your body. So in my mom's case, her breast cancer spread be much beyond her breasts. It went into uh, she had issues affecting her lungs, and ultimately she you know, her ultimate demise was when the breast cancer spread all the way down to her liver. So I was nine at the time that she, that she died. And that was a very critical point in my life, I would say, because I, I, I like to argue that I was just young enough that I still had a shit ton of growing up to do, but I was just old enough to be aware of what was happening you know, I've heard of some stories where, you know, someone's parent passes away and they were three or four years old. So it's like, well, I didn't even really remember my parents anyway, so it didn't really matter. I mean, it matters, but I didn't really know my mom or my dad or whoever. Uh, and then I was in on the, you know, on the other flip side of the spectrum here, I was still just old enough to remember. And then I was just still young enough that it mattered. So if I had been in my twenties or in my thirties, 
it's always devastating if you have a loss of human life for especially someone in your immediate family. But at least you can know that you've you've developed and you've had a life with that person. It's just psychologically a completely different experience. And this isn't to belittle any death experience, mind you. This is just obviously subjective to what I've experienced. But the age in which my mom passed away, I think is a huge point in my narrative and my story that will continue to shape why I'm just so passionate about this subject. My whole life uh, just kind of in my prime identity formation years has been affected with the loss of my mom. And I'm incredibly grateful for all of my family and just close friends that have stood by me during these times. Uh, I certainly wasn't always the easiest person to deal with, but nonetheless, no matter how you spin it, my mom's death did have a huge impact on my life growing up. So that's kind of what happened. I'm going to take a quick break here and then I'll talk more about kind of where I am now. All right, so aside from my mom having passed away from breast cancer in 2002, that's just only one of the three pillars that I kind of wanted to make mention of today. So I guess what the second pillar is, is what happened since then? So as I mentioned, my a huge part of my identity formation took place while my, you know, in the period since my mom has passed away. And at first, when, if you got to think this was like in the early 2000s and building up from the 90s and into the two, early 2000s, the pink ribbon movement was really starting to take off. At this point, organizations like Komen, but Komen is not the only one. I just, Komen is kind of just the go-to that you think of, really had a lot of popularity. And so I grew up with a lot of exposure to the pink ribbon, not really thinking about it much or not really knowing exactly what it was or what it stood for. All I felt at the time was, well, this is a symbol of solidarity and it makes me feel like I'm not the only one that has suffered from a loss. But the more I grew up, I guess, the more cynical that I got about the ribbon. I began to see the pink ribbon as just a moniker for just corporatizing a disease. I began to see it as a one-sided symbol that stood for hope and optimism and didn't stand for the people whose lives have been lost and the people who have been affected uh, by breast cancer in that way. And I just really started to get down on it. And I had a lot of just internalized anger about it. I, I, I could give stories, but I, I'll save those for another time. Uh, <laughs> getting through the pillars, just got to get through the pillars. So by the time I was in college, I really just had a hellbent argument against the pink ribbon. And Mackenzie, I'm glad that you felt the same way. Uh, Mackenzie, who's tuning in on Instagram Live here, because it's something that I feel like not a lot of people talk about. It's just, it gets, you just get shoved down your throat like you think everybody should love the pink ribbon. And then there's no real dialogue out there in the universe for people that may not feel that way. I, I've said this to people where... I feel like when if I ever say anything bad about the pink ribbon at all, I feel like I'm taking just this cute, optimal, just quintessential stuffed teddy bear from, you know, the teddy bear that you have to love. It's cute, it's fluffy, it's whatever. And I'm just taking a giant machete and just shredding the shit out of it. And <laughs> my fiance's here in the background just like, ah. yeah, but it's true. And I, I've always felt like that. 
like god forbid i say something bad about it like i'm an awful human being no i'm entitled to my own opinion we all are so i had a lot of anger pent up about this when i was in college and i just never really said anything about it i kind of just like well this is life and i kind of just kept my damn mouth shut so i guess that brings me to three <laughs> thanks mackenzie i guess this brings me to three the third pillar so what am i doing about it now so uh, about a year ago, I made the decision to start blogging. I created this blog, Breast Cancer Feminist. I had, I guess, become a renegade. And this is a whole nother story, but I, at the last minute, turned down a PhD offer, which had been my career goals throughout all of college. And so I was like, well, what do I do with my life now, now that I made this decision? And so I started this blog. And I didn't really know where I was going with it. I just wanted to get my feelings out there about my personal traumas and stories about what happened uh, with my mom. I also even opened up a bit on that blog about when I was getting tested tested for the BRAC genes and other genes related to uh, you know pre being predisposed to breast cancer. And the more I wrote on the blog, I the more I just gained an interest for the pink ribbon and I started uh, something called a pink ribbon investigation where I would look into companies or organizations that had cause related marketing uh, programs related to the pink ribbon. And I really just became fascinated by the story of how legitimate is the pink ribbon in a lot of these cases and people would start coming to me saying hey like i heard of this fundraiser and i don't really know if, th if this is legitimate and so i would look into it and so i feel like this podcast is going to be a continuation in a lot of ways of that it's my search for not only investigating the pink ribbon but finding a middle ground on where has it gone right and where has it gone horribly wrong? And opening up a dialogue for both sides to interview people that may have something to say much beyond me. So I guess those are the three pillars. So uh, I'm going to sign off, at least here on the Anchor FM app, but thanks for joining. So thank you all for joining this week, episode seven of the My A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't found my home yet, there's a few places that you can find me. First, you can find me on the Anchor FM app. You can download the Anchor FM app on the Apple Store or on Google Play. You can then search me just through my name, Grace Slosky. Again, that's Grace Slosky. You can, if you can't quite figure out the spelling, don't worry, you're not the first one. Uh, that's S-L-A-W-S-K-I. You can also find me on Apple Podcasts, which is really cool because originally I didn't know that I was on Apple Podcasts. Again, this is just a bunch of load of fun, you guys. So you can find me for now on Apple Podcasts by searching Pink Investigations. Again, Pink Investigations. That's not going to be my name forever, but that's my home for now. If none of these things are really your jam, you don't really want to commit to podcasts on Apple or on the Anchor FM app, don't worry. All you have to do is search uh, in your, on your URL, just type in anchor.fm forward slash grace dash Slosky. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash grace dash Slosky. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your listenerhood is greatly appreciated. And next week, I'm still totally in the process of figuring that out, but I think I'm starting to feel ready and comfortable enough to talk more about 
some intimate experiences that I've had as I've come to various conclusions about the pink ribbon and how I've negotiated, how I've felt about the breast cancer awareness movement and kind of how that's turned me into the advocate that I strive to be today. So thank you so much. And last but not least, if you haven't followed me on social media, uh, be sure to do so. It's pretty fun. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram using the handle at Grace Lossky Writes. You can find me on Facebook uh, using the just searching in Breast Cancer Feminist or also at Grace Lossky Writes. And then on Twitter, it's just simply at Grace Lossky. I know so many things. I'm working on it. Ah, too much chaos. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, you can catch me on Instagram Live every Tuesday evening at about 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bye!